This episode of Two Girls, One Pop was brought to you by listeners like you, who support independent artists. Visit our Patreon page to see how you can support us, too, at patreon.com slash show. We have really cool prizes. It's also brought to you by people who love puppies. My guests today are M. Schultz and Christine Schieffer, the hosts of And That's Why We Drink, a paranormal and true crime podcast. That's right. This is going to be a spooky, scary episode. On this week's episode, we talk about the dog, a.k.a. the Pennsylvania cat killer, who was sentenced to life in prison, mugshot included. When he was incarcerated, the caption for... (laughs) I know. Wait, did they take his paw print? (laughs) Yes. Okay. They did. Okay. The caption was, this is Pep, and he killed the governor's wife's cat. That was his reason. Good for him. (laughs) Fucking hero What a hero. And we learn how cadaver dogs are trained to hunt for bodies. His name is Buster, the three-legged cadaver dog. Which leads us to possibly solving the Casey Anthony case. Cadaver dogs alerted to the trunk of her car and they found chloroform, which apparently is (gasps) something that the body uh, creates when it's decomposing. And so multiple dogs alerted to this chemical in her tr- in the trunk of her car, but she wasn't convicted because they didn't use it as evidence in the trial. You ju- we just caught Casey Anthony. Is <laughs> we solved the mystery. Done. Yeah. Great. Give us a Netflix documentary now. <laughs> Lots of laughs, even a few snorts. Coming up on the next episode of Two Girls, One Pup. Hey everybody, I'm your host, Monique Madrid, here as always with my sidekick, Comet the Pup, who is practicing his karate. Uh, <laughs> I'm really excited to talk to Emily and Christine, but mostly to pet Gio, because he's like one of the cutest dogs ever. Uh, but, but before we do that, let's go meet some other cute dogs by leashing up our dogs, grabbing a poop bag, and heading outside to meet the dogs in our neighborhood. Um, so, <laughs> it's not a Labradoodle. What is he? He's a, he's like a Perrier or a Toodle. A Toodle? Yeah, <laughs> like a Terrier Poodle. Is that a new thing that's like really no, in now? No, if you go downtown, you'll see them everywhere. <laughs> just kind of mutts. <laughs> What's his name? Uh, T-Bone. T-Bone? Huh? Is he a puppy? No, he's three. <gasps> he just is going to look like a puppy forever. Yeah. So, you were saying every dog that walks by... Yeah, every dog he sees, he has to stop and say hello. <laughs> and he refuses to move until he can say hello. <laughs> the, well, my dog is saying hello to his <laughs> yeah. underparts right now. Um, where did the name T-Bone come from? Um, I found him on the subway on Pershing Square <gasps> and brought him home with the intention of bringing him, getting him fixed up and adopting him out. And my boyfriend and I were listening to T-Bone Burnett, and he said, we'll just call him that until we find another home. <laughs> And then you never and found it. And then that up. never happened. I love that. <laughs> T-Bone, come here. Hi. Is he like hypo- hypoallergenic? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he just grows hair. He turns into dreadlocks and he's super shaggy. <laughs> he is having the best time. Yeah, he's really friendly. He has got a great personality. Yeah. T-Bone, come here, T-Bone. Do you want to say hi to the, say something to the audience? <laughs> Nice to meet you, buddy. You're awfully cute. Ladies, welcome to the Pupcast. Thanks for having us. These are the ladies from And That's Why We Drink, a paranormal and true crime podcast. I'm reading that off your shirt that you both wore because you're both nerds. That was entirely a mistake on our part. (laughs) I I went to her house and I was wearing the shirt not knowing she would also be wearing the shirt. And then I showed up and I, we were matching. So it was and too late. And she chose to not change. Yeah. I refuse. All right. So just because um, it's all. It, say your name so that also maybe they understand your voice. I'm M And I'm Christine. All right. So on your podcast. So everybody go to. And that's why we drink. Dot com. com. You do have a dot com. Yeah, I do. should know that. I dot gov. Yeah. Dot gov <laughs> slash edu. edu backslash org. Double corn. Yeah. Double corn. <laughs> Colin. Okay. Um, so you guys on your show, <laughs> you share different, um, one of you shares a true crime story and the other shares a ghost, uh, paranormal. Yes. yes, that is correct. All right. So we're going to do kind of something similar to that. First, we got to talk about Geo. Yeah. Do we? He was like literally he, throwing up right now. Yeah. See, good timing, buddy. <laughs> oh, he, he bet his cue. Great timing. Uh, he's, he's so sweet. He's, he's such so, a little brat. Geo is Christine's dog. 
Yes. <laughs> well, it's kind of confusing. Nobody knows. But it's Christine's yes. dog, the love of my life. In though. a very That's fair. Right. In a technical way, he is my dog. We share him 50-50, but me mainly out of just love. She yeah. does all the responsibilities and hard work. I have one of those in my life. Or Comet has one of those in his life. So what kind of dog is Gio? So Gio is a fun mutt he's uh, let's see what is he he's i did one of those dna tests which people judge me for but i wanted to know it was cool i found out he's part um german shepherd which we kind of knew from his coloring part chow chow which are like the big fluffy dogs yeah. part shih tzu which makes was, no sense at all no which was like but he does Maybe have the ears he's kind of got some longer hair yeah and he has an attitude problem so it sort of fits okay. and then part pitbull so that's the surprise yeah one. i was really surprised so he's like four in one and when i when i adopted him they told me he was half uh corgi half german shepherd which is why i was excited because those are my two favorite dogs yeah sure so it was i mean but he's short he's kind of he looks a little bit like he's like squatty you can see all of the features in different ways like he's got the the tail and the tongue of a chow chow and he's got the smile of a pitbull geo what is his name um (laughs) hi hi buddy um from the car no, <laughs> his name is Gio, as in Giovanni Bernard, who is a Bengals player, um, my favorite Bengals player. And he was on my fantasy football team one year, and everyone was like, who is that? And I was like, he's going to go far. And I just liked his name, so I picked him. He went far in spirit. Oh. He, no, he went really far. And <laughs> I did? Suddenly he was like this big player, and I had him on my fantasy football team. And I was like, I was going to name him Ocho Cinco, and then nobody approved of that. That's adorable, though. I thought it was fun. <laughs> yeah. And my brother was like, why don't you just name him Gio after Giovanni Bernard in it? worked um do you, why you just liked his name and that's why or is he hot giovanni he's like really like like a cute like he smiles a lot and Aww. he's like a, okay. he's you know it's okay. like a combination of all of the above and he like helped me win fantasy football so that was really oh, yeah. the you just owed it to him i owed him to all. name your first baby <laughs> my firstborn dog after well it turns out his middle name is rumpelstiltskin so you have no choice <laughs> um yep you so how old is he He's a year and a half about. And how old is he when you got him? Three months. He was a little baby. Oh, my God. He was nine pounds. He was teeny tiny. Are you kidding me? And he was so scared of everything and everyone, and he wouldn't go outside, and he wouldn't put on a leash. And but he's he... still kind of a scaredy cat now, yeah, right? Yeah, he's a big scaredy cat. Like, I saw, Em, I saw you, like, the way you were holding his head and cuddling on him. I've tried. He he likes me. I definitely Oh, he gotten... does like you. Him and I have a very interesting really we had a, a very they have a hateful past. relationship <laughs> oh. in the beginning it was we had our dark our dark years early on <laughs> where we there were when i first started becoming friends with christine we we i could not be in the same room as him no why what do we he just hated me he hated me (laughs) he hated my brother too and we lived together he couldn't be near other people on our podcast we've had people tell us that they like the podcast. You know what? This is not a commercial for your podcast. I know. All right. I know. No, I'm just kidding. It's, it, it relates. Uh, he, <laughs> but like, they, you can listen to the progression of our relationship. Because in the first episode, I'm like, this dog hates me and he'll never like me. And now half of the oh. podcast is me just loving on him. So. Does he feel like a nephew or more like a lover? Um, I'd say a nephew because I don't want to go to jail. Okay. But uh, I definitely yeah. kiss him a lot. And he could be love a boyfriend. Him a lot. Yeah. He's the only man I'll ever love. There I'll tell you, you go. that. So. Perfect. Perfect. Um, and what have you done to get past his like scaredy cat ways? Oh, I just force him upon other people. Okay. <laughs> it's working. Uh, oh, man. I've been through so many training classes and so many dog park days and so many trying to make people, trying it, to make him love people. I've just oh, a lot of he effort. He went through a period where I don't think he socialized too much. And then all of a sudden I started showing up and forcing like ev- my attention day. on him yeah yeah and eventually he just gave him he had no choice and he's come to the show to the two girls one pup he show loves a couple times. the two girls one pup that's show. helping i would bet oh a thousand percent I'm because just saying i'm kind of a hero there's popcorn this isn't uh Honestly, about your show yeah. man this what is kind about of, what what kind of plug is that <laughs> <laughs> i'm just joking. just the hero's plug continue <laughs> we pulled into the po- parking lot at the last show and he like knew where he was and he like dragged us inside he was oh, so excited oh see that's the kind of fan base i, I need it was adorable <laughs> dogs who don't have money to give you. <laughs> it's pretty cute though. who eat your free food that's right all right so you both have come prepared with a story we have yes i'm really excited and for those of you tuning in um i have re- tuning in what am i doing they just, you know, we're on am radio exactly. <laughs> well i would hope we're on fm at the least i'm excited to hear these stories but you know please don't talk about the the <laughs> Yeah. The horrible crime of a dog being murdered. No. Like, Christine re- relayed the message as 
tenderly as she could, but she was like, look, I know we talk about a lot of gore and murder on our show, but since we're going to talk about dogs, let's try to tame it up. <laughs> I am fine with humans being murdered. It's fine, but don't don't Good. hurt a dog. Because there are definitely dead people Yeah, that's story. fine. Like you always say, and that's why we drink. Yes, so, yes. Well, I'm going to do that now. Okay. Um, that's why we drink. No, there's more to it than that. We're drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Usually on our show, we ask what we're drinking. Oh, yeah. What are you drinking? Oh, well, hello. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, hello. I didn't see you there. <laughs> I am drinking this One Hope California Brute. Oh. One Hope is a wonderful uh, organization that Christina and I actually went to a wine tasting party for. It was and fun. And all of the bottles, a percentage of them goes to a different charity. I don't remember what the this Brute was. This one feeds kids, the Brute. Oh, yeah, because br- kids like bubbles. Yeah. That's how I'll remember <laughs> kids it. kids love champagne. They love it. Honestly, the more alcohol you drink, the better off kids are. Exactly. So. It's, it's you know, I feel like I'm doing a lot of good yeah. for the world. <laughs> so um, I'm drinking this uh, because Christine's engaged. Woo! Ah! So we have to. And that's why I drink. Yeah, <laughs> and that's why I drink. Um, I'm drinking the same thing, if anyone was wondering. But you did bring another one for I later, did. right? I did. I brought a One Hope the same thing. I matched Mo, and I brought a One Hope cab. It might be the veterans one. Maybe I think it veteran. was the veterans one. Mm-hmm. So, M, does your drink, um, you know, contribute charity to any organization? No, not at all. Look at that. I'm a piece of garbage. Um, I also <laughs> usually drink a milkshake on our show. Right. Um, and I'm lactose intolerant, so I have nothing to offer you. That's okay. I don't blame you. <laughs> okay. I So I'm drinking, I never know how to pronounce this, but La Croix? Yeah. I think that's wrong. No, that's correct. But oh, okay. La Crocs? It's La Croix, isn't it? It's La Croix. It's La Croix in America, but my dad is always quick to say, it's pronounced La Croix. Yeah, but where do we live? America. There we go. I also st- spoke French for 13 years, so you think if anyone would know how to say this, it'd be me. For, yeah. You said it right. Okay. Okay. And it's tangerine flavored. Yes. It's tangerine slash orange is my favorite flavor. Is it good? all flavors. Yeah. It's good. Um, so who would like to go first? Well, on my show... Not on, your, on your show. Not on just your oh, show. On, on your just show. mine, the one that Christine guests on every time. It's fine. Um, <laughs> I go first. Great. So, so I, I love it. This time. So... I couldn't pick between two, so I just I just brought two short ones. Great. Okay. She's the paranormal expert, by the way, on the show. What makes you an expert? Well, Christine's saying I'm an expert. Okay. Um, also, I just really like ghosts. Okay. I, I've been, I'm a believer with a lot of experiences that I can't explain, so I like to call myself an expert because I've been interested in it my whole life. But Is she, this she, how, besides Geo, mm-hmm. every once in a while I have to bring it back to dogs. That's fine. That's kind of the theme. That's, woof, woof. I'll just do that. There we go. It's every once in a while. Besides Geo, is that like one of the things that brought you together? Was yes. like, I'm into this. I'm into this. So when we, the, the day we first started hanging out alone, we both went to a harvest festival together during <laughs> halloween because oh, I'm, sure. I'm from virginia so i miss like southern right. things and, and i'm I from was, ohio and i'm like oh i was the born i was yeah. about to go to a harvest festival by myself and i didn't know anyone else out here so i just texted her and was like is there any chance you want to come to this thing with me even though we don't really know each other and then we went and about 20 minutes and we were on like a tractor ride through some <laughs> hay or something and we started talking about ghosts and we just didn't stop talking and we still haven't Aww, <laughs> it's like all friendship Aww. should be yeah but she was a paranormal investigator too so like she That's has t- the what? experience yeah i was a ghost hunter for three years where in virginia so like, it was my it was my college job it, it paid i paid really good it was 20 an hour what? Excuse me. How do I do that? Yeah, that's great. I want to. <laughs> it was a great gig. I had. I mean, were you sometimes phoning it in a little? Like how? No. Really? Yeah. There was always every single time I did something with the company, we always got something. Did you have like a? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we used, we used thing? equipment. We had like a sting on a stick. It was like. <laughs> it was, if you it was do... on like a short. Oh. It was like a little. We had like we had um, probably five different pieces of equipment that we used regularly, but we also brought in other stuff if the case called for it what when when would a case call for it like if we like <laughs> like well, i need we like, must it was, have like it what? was mainly more like based on how many people were with us so if we wanted everyone to have equipment we would just bring as much as we could so all the way down to like flashlights to be able to do um we've talked on the show before about flashlight interviews where if you take one of those heavy duty flashlights that twist off at the top the mm-hmm. mag light the mag lights if you twist it just barely so if you touch it at all the battery will go on and the light will flash right you can leave a flashlight like in somewhere in the room and say if anyone's here you can go touch the flashlight and give us yes or no responses and i think i read a, or heard that in a like an npr story they're spooky I've one, done, of those. Done one of those it's very cool and it i mean 
who knows it could just be the wind but i believe it's always a ghost every time so wow okay <laughs> interesting facts about you also how did you grow up with a dog yes i did i had a childhood dog from four to 14 what was its name his name was bones oh great name isn't that cute yeah. what kind of dog he was we never found out but my guess was he was a mix between a yellow lab and a uh, like a bloodhound because he had the really pretty red amber color yeah. but he was a yellow lab oh that's awesome yeah okay yeah. all right you may now tell your uh, did, did i win story. am i in now mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. You've, you've you've been accepted into the cult <laughs> perfect <laughs> okay so i wanted to tell my first one is super quick it's actually more of an urban legend now but did you know that in america the very first ghost story involved the dog <gasps> no what Wait. Are you I'm talking not- about Virginia Woolf? No. Right. <laughs> Virginia as much as Woolf. I know about. <laughs> yeah, technically. <laughs> no, so this was, um, this is actually in Maryland, so right next to Virginia. And it was in the 1700s. It's the first um, on record ghost sighting. And it's of a dog. Ooh. That's and crazy. It was weirdly fitting. <laughs> it was very weird that I found this. I love that. So in the 1700s in Charles County, Maryland, uh, there's a town called Port Tobacco. Oh, sure there is. Great name. Which it is next to Virginia, which was the biggest tobacco farmlands of that time. So. Sure. Um, so there was a guy named Charles Sims who was a soldier. And he, I guess the story goes that he had just inherited a bunch of money from his family. And he was walking home one night with his dog and they ended up getting mugged. Oh, and no. the he tried to fight them off, but the muggers ended up throwing him against a rock. And I don't know what happened. He ended up dying is cool. what happened. I'm just trying not to make it pretty brutal. Well, if it's a human, you can be brutal. We don't care about him. Okay, well, I can't. Especially be... if it's a, a white male. Okay. We're totally he fine was, with that. He, totally. he was a white male. Totally fine with that. His name His name was Charles Sims. So I'm thinking. Charles. 100%, yeah. 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 And, uh, well, so his dog was with him and the dog tried to fight off the muggers and the dog didn't make it. And that's his, that's where I'm going to leave it. Okay. Sure. Um, so there's <sighs> a, uh. That's as bad as it gets, guys. We did it. Okay, we did do it. Okay, I'm suffering. So. <laughs> Although it did remind me about how I just saw a video about the last rescue dog from 9-11. No. Stop it. They no. just had to no. euthanize him. You're no. officially You're worse the than one. I am. Wait, wait. wait. <laughs> no. I was told to tame and it he, up. <laughs> but I, this just popped up in I my head and I might start crying. He like marched in to where he had to go and all the police and all the firemen and all that like saluted him and then they carried him out not just in like a coffin but like he had the american flag draped over him like because he's a hero you know i'm crying already right i mean i'm sorry but when you said that's what What it reminded me i don't know i was i <laughs> I, was, I, don't I was told to leave the emotions out of this. I'm very mad at myself too. It just it's what that is a beautiful story. It's though. beautiful. Yes, and it's the very worst, good. I, I was so mad that it was on Facebook because I didn't need that this morning. But <laughs> sorry. So continue. he so the dog ended up not making it, but the the rock that they were next to when they both passed away is still there, and it's called Peddler's Rock. And I guess the next night or a couple nights later, the muggers were trying to find someone else to rob, and they saw a see-through blue dog that looked like the one from a couple nights before standing by the the rock uh, and like staring at them <gasps> and all of a sudden did this really crazy howl that a lot of people report hearing and they weren't even there like everyone heard the same howl at the same time what and year was this this was late 1700s okay, okay but but like newspapers talked about this dog howl that everyone heard at the same time and oh. it was very weird and the robbers ended up seeing the dog, I guess, chase them is the rest of the urban legend to like keep them away from the rock where his master died. And so now the legend (laughs) is that the, that kids now will walk by it and they, they feel really safe when they walk by it, but adults will feel like they're getting stared at as if like someone's trying to protect the area. And it's called the blue dog. And, uh, the same area in Maryland now has a restaurant named after the blue dog too. Aww. That's so sweet. What was, um, what was the dog's name again? Do we uh, know? No, I don't think we know, but I know oh. it was a, um, a English Mastiff. Oh, it was dog. a big dog. Yeah. Then. Yeah. They said that he was, I guess the, the tale goes that he was black, but when, um, the robber saw him the next night after he passed away, he was see-through and blue. So that's why they called the blue dog. I love that. He was protecting the rock. And yeah. they say that during Halloween, a lot of kids will still hear a howl when they walk past the area. Now, is it a big rock or a little rock? I think it's just a it's just a big rock on the land that no one ever moved. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That is wild. 
Yeah. So when you say like uh, there's records and whatnot, that's all like the newspapers talking about that and stuff. Um, it was the few newspaper articles that I could find left on Google, and then a whole bunch of people in Maryland still talk about it as like their biggest urban legend, <laughs> and they pride themselves in it being the oldest ghost story in America. It's like, of course, a dog would be involved. Of course. Have you been before to that area? If I have, I don't. I never knew okay. about it. I should have. I should have known. Honestly, I'm just really curious <laughs> if they have like blue dog keychains and all. I'm sure the, they like, do, it, especially if it's a small Probably. town. And it's a. I'm sure they do. Yeah. So anyway, all right, that's a good story. Yeah. So that was the first one, and then the second one is actually a continuation from one of our stories. Oh. So shameless plug in episode seven on, and that's why we drink. Uh, <laughs> so we talked about the Eastern State Penitentiary, which is in Pennsylvania, and it's it was known as the first jail that. Uh, allowed solitary confinement in America. Oh, that and, old gem. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, <laughs> that old gem. <laughs> I know so, it well. <laughs> so I'm calling this Eastern State Penitentiary Round Two. Ooh, okay. So uh, in 1925, while the prison's been around for about a hundred years now, uh, the Boston Daily Globe featured an article with a headlight with a headline that said, "The governor of the Pen- of Pennsylvania's dog is sentenced to the Eastern State Penitentiary for life." <gasps> This is the first what? and only dog prisoner. Which, let's just point out, isn't that long, considering dogs don't live that long. True. So I don't so feel So sentence for life bad. is like seven years. And he went <laughs> right. in at four years old. Right. So. I assumed it wasn't a puppy that went in, because that's like right. juvie. Because why would anyone exactly. Do, exactly. Also okay. Puppy. I mean, I feel bad for the dog, but like. Right. He had a good time. He's fine. Yeah. You'll find out. So, okay, great. <laughs> uh, so along with the article, there was a photo of the dog at a microphone, um, as if he was about to like broadcast his statement from the pa prison did they like put him in front of the microphone yeah there's i'll i'm gonna show you guys after there's a picture on the other side of this paper um (laughs) actually i'll just show you now so this is him this this was the main picture that was on um the boston globe that day and it's him about to give a press statement about him explaining why he's in prison. Like, this was totally, like, people just really went with it. Wait, the dog was going to give a press this statement? Is, this is the newspaper article, and then that's him <laughs> in his mugshot. They gave the dog a mugshot. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know how to feel either. I mean, his ears do look... First of all, his ears look sad, but it is kind of a little uh, Gary Busey embarrassing here, if I'm being honest. <laughs> like, like, this what? is suspicious. He looks like he's after a bender or something. He yeah. Looks- oh, he totally got caught, like, yeah. sleeping in his car on whatever. <laughs> but so that's a real newspaper clipping. So someone went out of their way to make that the headlines of the Boston Daily Globe. I guess in the t- 1920s, not much was going on. I mean, wasn't it, like, prohibition and... Well, maybe some girls was with skirts. Very, maybe some was a little too drunk. Girls with skirts. <laughs> yeah, like frilly skirts. Like the I first feel like... pantsuit for a woman. <laughs> I mean, that's big news. And then it says, "What's his name? Governor Pincho." Yeah, that was the name of Gov the governor. Gov Pincho's the time. dog serving life sentence. I will not read the rest because I don't want to give your. Uh... Yes, that's the headline. That okay. was the headline. So I just wanted to prove to everyone that I'm not making this up. Right. Because it sounds real fake. Wait, but you're in the paranormal area. Yes. Oh, we haven't even gotten to that part. Oh, well, so. Yeah, this sounds like you're stealing my thunder. I am, because the Eastern State Penitentiary is incredibly haunted, but I couldn't find a dog ghost that was like, like, this is worth it. It's, okay. a, do- it's a dog prisoner, so like, I'm going to roll with it. All right. Go if for you it. guys want to hear the ghost part, you can join our show on episodes. <laughs> i'm doing all i can here i'll i get it (laughs) it's a dog in a haunted prison yeah he it's definitely in a haunted i buy the connection continue um so uh when he was incarcerated the caption for (laughs) i know wait did they take his paw print yeah (laughs) yes okay they did okay so uh the caption was this is pep but dog's name is pep and he killed the governor's wife's cat that was his reason good for him. <laughs> Fucking hero. What a dog. hero. <laughs> so when he was incarcerated, uh, Pep got his own inmate number, and there's even a mugshot taken, which you just saw. And uh, he, honestly, the Eastern State Penitentiary had been built. I already said this, but it was for, mainly for solitary confinement. And after, oh, the whole thing was built for that. The whole so the whole jail was individual solitary confinement cells. It was just a solitary confinement oh. prison. So after a hundred years of that not working, the government. <laughs> Uh, the governor, not not the government, the governor was like, what do I do? So he traveled around and went to Maine and saw that their prisoners were having like an animal therapy. Oh, um, yeah. And so he was like, okay, well, my wife's cousin or my wife's nephew breeds 
black labs. And so he ended up raising Pep for a couple years. And then about four years into having Pep, he still wouldn't stop chewing cushions. <laughs> and so they were like, how do we, what do we do? We don't want to give him to a friend because he's going to eat their cushions. Why don't we... Like he decided, I'll, he'll be the practice dog to donate to prisoners. Right, and cushions were expensive in the twenties. Yeah, fair point. You I'm, couldn't just that like, should have been a headline. You go can't to go Target. to Ross for less mm-hmm. or Home Goods. <laughs> so he ends up becoming the first therapy dog in Pennsylvania for <gasps> prisoners. Wow. So they made it. I guess at the time the governor was going through this weird um, moment in his like with the press that people were giving him criticism for. Uh, using the government authority too often like he was taking advantage of it sure and so as a jab at himself he decided to make it in the headlines that he arrested his own dog i mean that's amazing uh, so okay, pretty classy not a bad yeah buddy yeah that's kind of adorable like that would go on buzzfeed today oh like, yeah sure oh a yeah viral a thousand percent buzzfeed article so um basically in the papers at the time he was known as the pennsylvania cat murderer and <laughs> Uh, he was sentenced to a life term of imprisonment for his killings. But a few years later, I guess they were getting so many telegrams and letters from people about animal abuse and cruelty for being like, how dare you? They, like, they took the headline seriously. Nowhere in it right. did it say we're kidding. They right. just assumed people would get it. Right. So they, for years, got all these letters about like, you you put your own dog in jail. Like, what kind of monster are you? <laughs> and so the governor's wife ended up having to write another article or have another article written saying like i need to clear the air for this dog like he's boosting morale for prisoners like we did it as like a joke and right like, but so anyway he ended up then becoming pretty famous as a prisoner therapy dog so we traveled to different jails Aww. and boosted morale for a and bunch of inmates was pep. And that's was pep. great that is a fantastic story so there's that so sweet uh a couple questions yes did he get served in the lunch line with everybody else <laughs> like slop Oh, I don't know, but he probably would have enjoyed it. Well, right. he, he, there is a rumor that they ended up also using him to chase the rats around the jail. So he also cleaned. Sure. So maybe that was his snack. Yeah. Like a gross snack. Yeah. But in jail, what's Not a good them. snack? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, G would love to walk around a jail and eat Did anything. He, right. Did yeah. he get outdoor time to go running? That would probably actually be more rude. I think, I mean, if you have to pee outside. Where did he go to the bathroom? <gasps> Great question. Ooh. I don't think it'd be rude. Like, dogs need to run. Yeah. They get depressed well, so, so and fat. And, I know. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's a great point. I don't know. And it's not like they had those mats that you throw on the floor. Right. So They must have let him out. I bet to... you he wasn't there. They probably didn't really want... treat him like a prisoner. I bet, I like, he just came and went with the boss. And they right. tried to make it, like, a fun press thing. Right, right, right. Yeah. Fun prison time. Yeah. <laughs> Solitary sense. confinement. Right. Yay. The only disappointing thing about the picture, um, which I need to get that from you now to yeah. um yep. to share. Of course. Uh, is that he's not wearing stripes. He's not, no. That you're right. That he's is just disappointing. Full full a full blackie. Do you I don't think you can say that. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> you're probably right. <laughs> now from what you know, is he the only dog that has been? As far as I knew, he was the only dog. Interesting. And how long how old did he live till? He lived until he was eight, and then they ends it. Yeah, he wasn't around for too long. I mean, people back then lived till they were like thirty. That's a good point. <laughs> and so he's doing okay. <laughs> and, uh, but he ended up being buried on the grounds of the last jail that he helped people with. <gasps> That's kind of sweet. So. Okay. Yep. What a sweetheart. That's great. Good. Yeah. Ju- good on you, Pep. I love yeah. Pep. I do picture his voice being a little bit like Morgan Freeman. See, totally. I imagine his voice being more like Eeyore. Oh, Aww. is it because his ears are yeah, down in the picture? Yeah, he just kind of like he's like he's like oh, wandering yeah. through life. <laughs> yeah, doing his I thing. I guess I'll go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all didn't know I did an Eeyore impression, huh? <laughs> that was a treat. <laughs> Neither did I. I give that a star. Four paws. Four out of four paws. Oh, that was good. M high five. Now. One of the paws is missing a thumb, but other than that, okay. or whatever that thing is yeah, called, yeah, that extra, uh, thing and that's that only because it's thumb. not officially. No, I change it. It's a three out of four paws. Okay, that's fair. There's not enough. It's not officially a ghost story unless that's you fair. can come. You can come back on the show if you find out he's been haunting. I would love that to be people. the case. Oh, now right. I'm nervous. I didn't know there was a, a grading system. I didn't either. Christine, ready? I'm ready for a true crime about a dog. Yeah, listen, ready? I'm, I'm a little nervous. Okay. <laughs> No, it's okay. Okay. It's a treat for all of us. I've never, I don't know how this is going to go. Normally, you two don't tell each other about it ahead of time either. No, right? she also didn't know about this. So. I didn't. Okay. It was I, great. I enjoyed it. It was a right trust along. system that we wouldn't ruin your show. I mean, you know, thank too you. late for that. I but. Put, right, right. <laughs> uh, so, I'm going to tell you guys about your new hero who 
unfortunately, he passed away last year, but he lived a long and full life. I've heard dogs die. Yeah. I don't comment will never, but I've heard that that happens. Sure, to I mean, some. I don't. I and mean, Geo really, surely won't. Never. No, These no. dogs are alive forever, but I've heard it's like, a thing. The day I die probably is the day that Geo will die, but it's fine. His name is Buster, the three-legged cadaver dog. Already in it. I love it. I'm done. We can stop the show right now. That's all I have to say. That's my story. Good night. Bye. Bye. The beginning and the finale. Exactly. I win. Four out of four pots. <laughs> um, okay. So Buster was owned by a man named Paul Dosty, who was a retired police officer. Um, Paul's wife brought Buster home uh, 12 years ago. So he died recently at age 12, the dog. Um, and Paul's wife brought him home 12 years ago and begged to keep him, but Paul did not want a dog, but he changed his mind when he realized how good the dog was at, um, he had such a great nose and he decided to train him as a cadaver dog because he was a police officer. Aww. Where was this? Um, where was this? I don't okay, even three know. out of four already. We're I getting think. there. We'll see. The dogs <laughs> at least. Well, but her page. dog is a three-legged dog, so. Well, yeah, that means yeah, he immediately yeah. has three paws. Make, just say Florida. Everything happens there. <laughs> I'm sure it was in Florida. That makes the, the He sense. owned a horse farm, so it had to be somewhere. Montana. Sure. There. Great. Sounds dog friendly. But the thing was that they traveled all around the world, so they weren't really based like anywhere specifically. Um, okay. So Buster helped track down the remains of 200 people, including murder victims, missing soldiers, and unexplained ex- uh, unexplained victims who disappeared and people hadn't – they were unsolved mysteries. Um, and apparently the way they train cadaver dogs, fun fact, is they take them either to cemeteries or specialized body farms. Oh, <gasps> I want to own one of those one day. <laughs> what the hell? A cadaver dog or a body farm? A, I don't Maybe both. <laughs> <laughs> apparently. Not a, with these California prices. <laughs> LA is way too expensive. Gotta go to Montana you or Florida. Can't, absolutely. I, All right. See you there. Um, and apparently body farms are where they have decomposing bodies of various stages. So they train the dogs to smell the different like chemical reactions. Yeah, you have to. Sure. At certain stages. And humans have, when they're alive, they have individual scents that are completely unique to them. But once a person dies, their chemical reactions from decomposition are exactly the same person to person. So dogs can be trained to learn like the exact mm. stages of interesting. it's really interesting. So they can be trained to like find exact human like different stages of human decomposition. I would have thought when you died you'd just smell like all the wine seeping out of you. <laughs> well, me I'm a special case. Yeah. <laughs> <It's fine. laughs> You'll just smell like the box that the wine came out of. And Gia will be like she's over here. Oh, you can be buried in the box. <laughs> oh, see a twofer. Listen. <laughs> it's all planned out. It's not Don't bad. worry. Great. <laughs> Um, and cadaver dogs are increasingly increasingly being used by law enforcement. Um, they were used uh, in searches after 9-11 and Hurricane Katrina and other natural disasters. Um, and when Buster himself was younger, he would lie down on a spot to – they call it alerting. So they, he would lie down to alert the his owner, the police officer, to um, – like if he smelled anything that was related to human decomposition, but he lost his leg to cancer, unfortunately. So when he was older, he only had three legs. So he um, would poke his nose in the direction of what he smelled. So his owner knew when he was signaling a certain oh, uh, spot. So I know. And he was like a black lab. He was really sweet. And as a reward, Paul, the his owner, would toss him a blue rubber toy. So every time he like alerted to a certain smell, uh, Paul would toss a blue rubber toy that um, he had been holding behind his back while um, Buster was searching. So it was like his reward. And so some people were like, well, maybe he just is doing it to like get the toy. Mm-hmm. But uh, he actually was able that their routine was able to unearth the remains of everyone from crime victims to missing soldiers lost in World War Two. What? Wait, so did they go to other countries? Yeah, they went all over the world. Wow. Yeah. So they would what they would do is they would travel to. <laughs> they would travel to we practice. You, you should know, you should come match, on. Our voices match. Like, same all. Same. Same. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so they would travel to former war zones. There was a nonprofit actually called, there is a nonprofit called History Flight Inc. And they, um, what they do is they search for soldiers whose bodies weren't recovered in past war zones. Oh my gosh. And there are, I mean, tens and hundreds of thousands. So what they would do is they would, um, travel to these war zones with this nonprofit and Buster would help like find, you know, missing, uh, Mm. soldiers. And one soldier that Buster helped find was Lieutenant Robert... Robert 
Fenstermacher, which means window maker in German. And he was an Army Air Corps pilot whose plane was shot down in Belgium in 1944. Um, and Buster helped find his remains, so the lieutenant's family was able to lay him to rest almost 70 years later in Arlington <gasps> National Cemetery. Oh! And the spirit of him speaks today! There's your ghost. There's your ghost, people. Four out of four for me. So the family of um, Lieutenant Fenstermacher was able to put his uh, put his body to rest at, in the Arlington National Cemetery 70 years after he is amazing. disappeared. And they had no idea. Like, he just was, you know, a, a missing in action. And uh, at the funeral, they thanked Buster. Buster was there, the dog. And they thanked him for his help at the funeral and his owner, Paul. And they were, you know... So they were a huge help to a lot of families whose, um, you know, ancestors went missing during World War II and other wars. Um, And some, as far as, like, law enforcement goes or legal processes go, um, some cases do allow cadaver dog evidence and testimony from the dog's handlers, but some don't. (laughs) From the dog alone. I wish he hadn't said the word handlers. (laughs) From (laughs) From the the dog. (laughs) Actually, his owner said if only he could talk, like, he would be the best yeah source like yeah. He, oh, yeah. he has found so much and like discovered Do you have so a number much. of how many bodies or anything? they said over 200 so oh. any serial killers um there was a murderer for example in february of 2014 uh cadaver dogs i don't know if he was involved in this one but this is just an example um this actually before i like get sued this was from a daily mail article a lot of the information <laughs> i got Okay. Uh, sure. I Valid. I confirmed it with other sources, but this is where I'm getting most of my information. Um, in 2014, cadaver dogs helped convict a man from a Chicago suburb named Aurelio Montano, whose wife disappeared in 1990, and her body was never found. Um, and the police got a tip uh, years later, and um, they investigators dug up a rug at a horse farm that they had gotten a tip about, and multiple cadaver dogs like alerted on this rug, and so. Like, forensic examiners uh, determined that he had wrapped his wife's body in the rug, buried it, then later removed her remains and moved them elsewhere. So it was just on the rug? Just the rug. And they never found found her remains, but he was convicted of his wife's murder just from the dogs alerting on this rug and them saying, there's something on the rug. Wow. That's unreal. But in the Casey Anthony trial... Um, cadaver dogs alerted to the trunk of her car and they found chloroform which apparently is <gasps> something that the body uh, creates when it's decomposing and so multiple dogs alerted to chlor- this <gasps> chemical in her tr- in the trunk of her car but she wasn't convicted because they didn't use it as evidence in the trial so uh, that is a whole new level I have listen, never heard of it's wild okay, so four for four whoa that's four paws <laughs> yeah yes that is so four what paws. you're telling me is you ju- we just caught Casey Anthony. Is <laughs> we solved the mystery. Done. Yeah. Great. Give us a Netflix documentary now. <laughs> it's obviously dogs had to do with it. A documentary. Do- Thank you, Sammy Junio. <laughs> Budding comic and amazing podcast producer. Um, so, yeah. So, she obviously was not convicted. So, it's interesting the way that, like, the um, judicial process is taking some forms of uh, cadaver dog evidence and some they judges won't allow is it is it per state no it's per case so sometimes okay. it'll just be too overwhelming where they'll say like you know it this has to be a part of the trial or whatever and sometimes a lot of judges individually will rule whether or not it can be okay. admissible and some judges just refuse to accept it and some say you know depending on the case so if, the bad judges the bad judges science i mean right right and it's some, only natural instinct from animals who sense things beyond our scope <laughs> right whatever. and then have been trained on top of it right they're still considered a great investigative tool so even if they're not technically admissible in court a lot of times police investigators will use them as tools to find evidence you know so it doesn't even if they're not admissible in court they've helped solve thousands of cases um and buster helped solve 200 plus cases of missing people he's such a good boy did he but he only found dead people right because he's a cadaver dog Mm -hmm. specifically not a hunt and rescue dog i think they called called. them i think they called him he has a technical name it was like a human remains 
a special invest something like that. It's it was a like a better title than I do at my own job. Totally. <laughs> Buster passed away from a heart attack last year and I mm. read the letter that his owner wrote to his friends and family Aww. and it I started crying and then I showed Blaze and then Blaze started crying and I know I talked about a nine eleven dog, but please don't read it right I now. I will I not handle. Oh I will not. I will never look at it <laughs> okay. again. You set the precedent I, I really did so I understand why you would feel Complete. an open invitation right, right, to do right. so but no uh, please don't Oh I absolutely won't. <laughs> but We're it was that out now. It <laughs> was very sweet. He was like he's changed like the world he's changed my life he's changed the life of so many families who oh, yeah. lost somebody Aww. um so it's a really beautiful letter he lived a really full life um actually he was even considered a court certified expert witness which <laughs> as a human being that's a very difficult Aww. thing to yeah do. so as a dog it's like he was literally an expert witness in court so he Aww. like the evidence that he found was that you know i if there's a police officer listening to this and you happen <laughs> to know of or mm-hmm. have your own cadaver dog, hunt me down. Yeah. The, the best th- the best hope that I have is that they had him teaching puppies when he was older so that... I hope he was a mentor. Yeah. I hope he trained other dogs. Yeah. Yeah. And they... I mean, the fact that he had solved so many um, cases actually convinced a lot of other people to like start allowing right other dogs to get trained and other Aww. law enforcement to use Buddy. dogs so, dogs yeah. changing people <laughs> that's yeah that's the theme of the show people yep. dogs changing people so that's buster <laughs> i love that story four paws out of four thank you Absolutely. i agree um okay so i figured i would do a, a nice combo of your podcast and my podcast okay the best combo the best combo uh so we're gonna talk about scooby-doo oh, <laughs> my favorite so here's the basic story the gang do you, and first of all can you name all of them yes yes velma mm-hmm. daphne mm-hmm. fred uh shaggy and Scooby-Doo. Who's the other one? Oh, yeah. But is that it? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, all that's that it. friggin' love Scooby-Doo. I have, I have, if we have time, I have fun facts about Scooby-Doo at the well, end. Well, that's a great thing that you bring up because we are going to play a game and there um, is a prize. What? It's not alcohol or oh, milkshake, but it is an actual question. prize, yeah. just so you know. And I haven't a- figured out what it is, but I know I have some shit in my house that um, <laughs> It's going to like pride. give us an object from it's your gonna, house. No, it's going to be good. Can I take Comet home? Never. That is, no. But, um... I know really weird fun facts. Well, I don't. We'll see how this all goes. All right, let's find out. Well, for, this is just trivia. This is the first cartoon to have a laugh track. Oh, mm-hmm. seriously? That yeah. is cool. Mm-hmm. That is very cool. It's the first thing you notice when you watch. Because didn't I think the Flintstones also mm. eventually had it? And yes. they're in that same like the same Santa time. Barbara. Hannah Barbara. Hannah Barbara, not <laughs> Santa Barbara. Santa Barbara. <laughs> Hannah Barbara. Is that what it is? Uh, Hannah Barbara. That's it. Santa Barbara. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, you have to raise your hand because I don't okay. have. I'm not gonna win this. I would do a squeaky toy, which is what we do oh, at this cute. show. I know it's really cute, but um, the dogs I think would go crazy. That's actually I, a smart forethought because. Because I, I would have not done I, that. Bro, I've, uh, not my first rodeo. <laughs> uh, Why don't you guys just say Buzz? Okay. Okay, we'll say Buzz. Oh, no, how about we say oh, Woof? Yeah, I was going to say you have to Woof. You have to Woof. Because uh, I like Squeak. making humans Woof. Okay, first question. How old is Scooby-Doo? <laughs> That's a weird bark. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whine. Woof? Uh, seven? Correct. Ding, ding, ding. Excuse me, what? Yep. I thought you meant like, how old is the show? I was no. like, that's not right. I know himself. in human years, he's 49. Why do you know that? I, I told you. I know Listen, weird right, we don't have time. Don't ask We him. don't have time for that. Moving on. <laughs> what is Scooby's speech impediment called? Oh, buzz. Bark. bark yes. M. Um, rhotic replacement. Oh, rotocism? No, it's, it's rotocization, but he, I literally... Please. So, rhoticization is you change uh, a consonant into an R. Right. Which is what Scooby technically does, but he doesn't actually change anything into an R. He just adds an R, so they had to change it to a rhotic replacement instead of rhoticization. Ah. I just have on here excessive use of R's. (laughs) And that's why I drink. Yeah. Great. Um, Okay. Who? So, um, Don Messick. Mm Mm-hmm did the voice of Scooby-Doo. He also was the voice of another popular cartoon character. Woof. Christine. Johnny Bravo. No, but good guess. Not a great guess, but an okay guess. <laughs> Not a great guess. Think in the era of Scooby-Doo. Mm-hmm. You can also buzz in more than once, I've decided. Bark. Uh, Woof. M. Uh, either, I, I want to say Grape Ape. Who's Grape Ape? What the fuck is that? Like, uh, I don't do you know who Grape Babe is? No. Right. Nobody knows what that is. Okay. Well, then I guess it's not him. It's not Grape Babe. Okay. <laughs> or, like, or I was going to say like Magilla Gorilla or something oh, like that. Well, you're, oh, you're... Okay. No, neither of those. Any other guesses? Fred Flintstone. Sammy? Yeah. Papa Smurf. 
Oh. Mm-hmm. And now you hear it, you're like, oh, I could see that. That's yeah. interesting. What kind of dog is Scooby? Oh, bark. <laughs> M. A you, great Dane. Great Dane. You Dane. sound like Scooby. Correct. Ruh, <laughs> uh, What is Scooby's full name? Bark. Bark. Yes. Scoobert. Scoobert. Oh, yeah. I haven't been giving you points. Scoobert. I really didn't know I knew this much about Scooby. You really do. I'm very I impressed. Came, I came prepared. Scooby and Shaggy uh-huh. are loosely based on what comedy duo? Bark. M. Abbott and Costello. That is correct. I, I listen. I... <laughs> There's apparently a movie called Abbott, Abbott and Costello Meet Frankenstein. Yes, that's my favorite movie when I was little. Really? That was my favorite movie. Interesting. And why become. don't you guys just start your own podcast? Yeah, no, don't worry. We've already talked. Anyway. All right, who's the original voice of Shaggy? Oh, Casey Kasem. You I mean, did not bark. Bark Casey Christine, Kasem. Christine, you woof, woof, woof. Yes, Christine. Casey Kasem. That's correct. Christine's on the board. <laughs> I'm so smart. Good job. <laughs> Why did he leave the show? Oh, Bark. Yes. Because they wouldn't make Shaggy a vegan. Correct. Ding, ding, ding. How what good? is Scooby's nephew's name? Oh, <laughs> Scrappy-Doo. Woof, 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 woof. Yes. <laughs> Scrappy. Um, okay. Final question. I'll let you have it, Christine. <laughs> the name, Scooby's name, comes from what famous song? Bark, Strangers in the Night, Frank Sinatra. You didn't even come close to giving her a shot. Yes. <laughs> from Sinatra's Strangers in the Night, when there's a part that he goes, doobie, doobie, doo. But he thought it was Scooby, doobie, doo. Then he named the what character is happening? after that. <laughs> uh, How am I the only one who was not prepared for this? <laughs> I don't know. I gave she you. Us both I the told same you email. exactly. You I didn't should've... say study. I just was like, I'm gonna do something about Scooby. All right, <laughs> you win the prize. Yay! Um, I'll get the prize in a little bit, Aww, uh, and I'll let everyone know what it is. Hey, butt sniffers! Do you like sniffing butts? Of course you do. You're a dog. But isn't it a bummer when your human gets to go where they want to go, but leave you at home? Well, now there's a solution. Check out dogsniffer.com for all the dog-friendly restaurants, destinations, and events like Two Girls, One Pup. It's like Yelp for dogs. And because you found it on dogsniffer.com, you know there will be butts to sniff. Dog Sniffer. Sniff it. Dig it. Review it. We have one final thing, and then we're done. Sure. We are done with all this. So done with Uh, this. We're going to play a little game real quick that we play on every episode. Also, thank you guys so much for for having us on the podcast. This was the greatest thing ever. Thank you. And it was. I'm so honored. (laughs) Yeah. And people, check out uh, And That's Why We Drink um, on the internet. It's somewhere. It's somewhere on the (laughs) internet. Wherever you want. That's all you need to know. Okay. We're going to play a game called Off the Leash. Leash. Oh, cool. In this game, you have to answer these questions as fast as you can without pausing <laughs> too long. And we're going to go back and forth a little bit because sure, there's two sure. of you. So, uh, Let Christine go because she just really no, butchered. What? She should be embarrassed. So she, we're going to go with this. Christine, <laughs> here we go. Her. What's your favorite dog name? Gio. Ooh, what's your worst dog name? The dog name you hate? Um, Fluffy. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Have you met a Fluffy? My dog's no. name is Fluffy. What? No, I'm <laughs> such a bitch. All right, M. What is your favorite dog movie? Oh, oh why am I thinking Scooby Doo? That was it's because we just thought about it. Um, oh, no, I'm just thinking my dog Skip, and that's horrible. That can't be it. Um, that's nobody's. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. You don't have a favorite dog movie? All dogs go to heaven. All dogs go to heaven. Okay, cheater. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, now switch it. What's your favorite uh, dog name? Oh, Bones. Yeah. I know. It is a good name. That's though. a great name. Yeah. What's your least favorite dog name? Rex. Fair enough. Mm, fair. I'm going to go to you this time. What's your favorite dog breed? A golden retriever. Favorite dog breed, Christine? Uh, Jim Shepard. What's your favorite dog movie? Um, um, I know, you forget. Um, Wishbone. No, that's the TV show. <laughs> and, a, Shiloh. and a salad dressing. Shiloh. <laughs> All dogs go to heaven. It's. I agree, though, on that one. All right. We have two final questions. M, mm-hmm. would you rather have a sixth sense and be able to see ghosts like a dog does? Okay. Or would you rather that dogs can talk to you, but they can only talk to you sounding like a ghost? Well, that, would, hey, that one. That would be good. And they can only talk to you to warn you about ghosts, but nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> That one. I like that you one. You like that yeah, one yeah, still? Yeah. Okay, great. So no, she and Jill would sit in my apartment talking, and I wouldn't know what was going on. Uh, Christine, um, which of these dogs would you like to have as your crime-solving partner? I'm ready. McGruff the crime dog? Mm. Scooby or Scrappy? Mm. Underdog 
or Lassie, assuming somebody actually th- like kidnapped somebody and threw him in the well, not just fell in the well. I gotta do Scooby. Okay. Scooby is just my my soulmate. I love Scooby. Really? Because you did really badly on the yeah. test. First. For someone who's so in love with Scooby. <laughs> well, listen, you didn't say Wishbone as an answer, and I would have said Wishbone, because he solved all sorts of crimes. Oh, I Okay. Wishbone's a great show. I, for, I, I think He you, was a 90s show. I think you guys are younger than me. Let's stop talking about it. <laughs> Final thing, and this is for all the bones. Big prize here. Who wants to go first? Me. M. Great. M. And now we ended on this. Everyone's going to do their best Scooby impression. Oh, no. Oh. Hmm. I don't even remember. He's like, Roro Raggy? Like, all right. I don't know. I mean, two out of four paws. Keep mind, I'm not good at impressions. I noticed. Okay. (laughs) That's what I was going to say. It's okay. I mean, it could, yeah. Say, and that's why we drink. Christine. (laughs) She's got it. She's got it in the bag. Roro. <laughs> Cheater. Ooh, that's, Cheater. That's a tough one. And now I'll do my impression. Ooh. <laughs> All right. That was wild. This, uh, thank that you. was, I'm shook. It's fine. Thank you for being on the podcast. <laughs> that was one way to end it. And we did. Emily Schultz. Christine Schieffer, check out their podcast and more at that'swhywedrink.com, where you can find links to their Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram pages. But more importantly, go check out The Second Cutest Dog in Southern California by following Geo on Twitter, at Geo Schieffer. That's G-I-O, not G-E-O, like the car. Uh, and he's also on Instagram, at Geo underscore takes underscore L-A. And you can follow us at twogirlsonepupshow.com. Uh, and we've got links to all of our social media stuff. So on Instagram and Twitter, it's at twogirlsonepupshow. Facebook, it's at twogirlsonepup. And now as you head out on your own mystery-solving case, here are the Holophonics, a ska band that I found uh, Googling them on YouTube. One Pup Pupcast is produced by myself and Sammy Junio and is part of the Hello Lion Face Podcast Network. Our segment producer and Mr. Googler is Corey Rittmaster. Theme music by Tara Trudell with graphics and podcast logo design by Heather Hanford. Check out twogirlsonepupshow.com, that's the number two and the number one, to find out about live shows, links to photos, merchandise, and how you can support us. One way to support us is to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes and Stitcher. It really does make a difference in help spreading the word about us. The opinions of this podcast are not necessarily those of Comet the Pup, who is a dog and doesn't have opinions on podcasts, only on food and butt sniffing. <laughs> <laughs>